Hi, welcome to Podiatry Practice Mastery. My name is Don Pelto. Uh, do you wish you had more hours in the day? Uh, this is what I think all of us as podiatrists, we want more hours in the day. And today I'm going to go over a, a few things. I'm going to show you the three secrets of time management in a way that you can realistically win back a couple of hours a day. I'm going to tell you the one thing that you must do every morning uh, to get a, a win in the day so that the, the day can get started off on the, on the right foot. And then I'm going to go over a three-step process for finding these time-sucking things in your life and free up your valuable time. And this is something, this isn't something you're going to do every day. This is something you're going to do periodically uh, on paper. Um, once again, I like to do things in my journal. I always have a, a journal with me where I write down different ideas. This is where I get ideas for uh, videos. I get ideas for podiatry practice mastery for my own practice. But let's get right into it. Um, you can get more important things done if you have a few of these tips. You might be doing some of these, but you might not be doing some of these. So let's talk about it. Um, the, we're going to talk about the three secrets of time management to win back maybe up to two hours of the day. And I'm going to start with my, my, my number one secret. Uh, and this number one secret is something called time blocking. Um, I don't know if you've heard about this. Many people, many uh, time management gurus uh, talk about time blocking. I'm not going to talk about what all the gurus talking about. I'm just going to talk about what specifically I find that works because I don't like to talk about theory. I like to talk about what I actually do and what I know that other people do, but mostly what, what I do. Um, for, for time blocking, what does that mean? It means it's more efficient to do everything in one block of time than it is to space it all out. Let me give you an example. An example is email. Many people, they, they, every, they're very reactive. So every email they get, they're going to reply to right away. They're going to check their email all the time. And with the idea of time blocking is you take one designated period of time. For example, what I do is I do it uh, at my lunch hour and I check my email. So I check my work email, which is on Outlook. I check my Gmail, which is my personal email. And, uh, and I do all of that. And I also check something called WhatsApp, which is almost like a, a, a email or a communication thing. I do all that at noon. I don't do it when I get to the office. I don't do it when I'm seeing patients for the first half of the day. I only do it at lunchtime. And, and that's the, the one time I, I do it. And I do it every day at lunchtime during that time. Now, sometimes when I am stressed, when I'm hungry, when I'm, uh, you know, feeling just overwhelmed, what I'll find is the first thing I do is I, I, I look for almost like, it's like almost like a comfort. I think there's a, they say there's some dopamine uh, reactors in your brain and you check emails. You can check in many people they get in these revolving cycles of checking email, checking LinkedIn, checking Facebook, checking Instagram, and they kind of go through the cycle multiple times a day. This is a way that can kill many hours in your day. So the first thing to get your time back, it, it just do a test, figure out the best time of the day. I, I personally don't recommend first thing, you know, because we're busy seeing patients all the time as podiatrists. Start with that at lunchtime and, and check and block that time off at lunchtime and do 10 or 15 minutes and just get in the habit. Do you need to check it at the end of the day? It depends. If you're, if you're waiting for something, you can, but I, I, I tend to do it just once a day at lunch. When I was first starting with this time blocking, I was, I was really, um, how do you say it? I, I, I was really intense about it. And I used to only check my email once a week. And I used to only do all my email at that one time. 
Okay, so that's one way of, of time blocking is your email. Another thing can be your social media. Um, social media, once again, I would recommend doing it at the same time. So you can do your email and then you can look at all your social media, reply to any things that you need to reply, do it all at the same time. I don't use any social media. Uh, the one thing I do look at is LinkedIn. And I look at LinkedIn once a month at the same time when I um, look at my reviews on Google. So I do time blocking for my, I look at my Google reviews, my WebMD reviews. I have a, a little thing that reminds me once a month, I, I use Todoist, T-O-D-O-I-S-T. And, and that will remind me once a month. And I actually have the, the Todoist, hey, check all your stuff. It has my LinkedIn link. It has my, my social media link, my, my, my um, what's it called? My, my Google reviews, my WebMD reviews, all these other reviews, my, um, what's the other one? There's a, a Yelp reviews and I click all those and I go and reply to all those reviews and my YouTube reviews or the comments and I go and reply all at the same time. So I block everything into a certain time. I do that once a month for all those things. And then for my email, I do it uh, once a day. Uh, another thing I, I learned years ago is I also don't check, check my mail every day. And I, I put all my mail into, into a drawer and I'm not reactive because most of the time it's not uh, very urgent or very rarely is it urgent. So I don't open up email every day. I open up email or I'm actually snail mail once a week. And that's something else that you can do as well. Just put it all into once a week to get some time back. Um, and that's so re reply. We talked about re replying to reviews uh, once a month and actually snail mail. Another thing I find in terms of time blocking is something called Calendly. So Calendly is a way that you can block time with appointment with people. Many times people want uh, time with us. And as busy doctors, we, we don't have much time. What I have for time is usually from 12.30 to one. That's the only time I get to the office at eight. I work usually seeing patients till about 12 to 12.30. Uh, and then I have uh, usually some time from 12.30 to one. And then I start seeing patients again at one. And my last patient is at, is at four, very similar to most of you. And I do this most days, Monday through Friday. And so consistently, I have this half hour period. I do have some colleagues that, that tend to run behind, and so they never have that half hour period. Um, I like to have that half hour period uh, in my as a way to do these other things. Otherwise, it's going to um, have to do it at seven in the morning or take away from my family time at the end of the day, and I don't like doing that. So let me explain what I do in terms of my block time with Calendly. So on Wednesdays and Thursdays, that's where I have availability from 1230 to 1 to do my interviews with podiatry practice mastery. And I and if people wanna be interviewed, I wanna invite someone, I say, you know, that's the only time I have. And it's amazing when you only have that time, people tend to adjust themselves and it makes it a lot easier for making appointments with people. Uh, so I have that time from 1230 to one and that's Wednesdays and Thursdays. On Tuesdays, I use that time to record my videos. That's the, that's the time I've set aside with myself from 1230 to one to record videos. It's an uninterrupted time. I tried to do it in between patients before, and it didn't really work to record videos uh, because I was always distracted by my staff. And, and so what I do in between, if I had some time in between patients, that's how I, where I'll prepare the slides or the different uh, things that I'm going to be talking about in my, in my, in my videos where I can prepare it on. And I use something called, I use Google slides for that. Basically I have a, a slide that has an image and then just what I'm going to discuss, just like what I'm looking at right now. I'm, I'm currently looking at a Google slide with uh, under the notes section. These are the notes for this, for this um, 
video that I'm doing. And I, and I prepare this kind of during the week. I just write down my different ideas or I get inspired from, from other people. So that's another way to do, do time blocking with yourself. And then the final way of, of time blocking is uh, scheduling time with yourself to do certain things. So my, my time block uh, is once, once a week uh, and I schedule time to plan my next week. So I'll do that either Friday in the afternoon or I'll do that Monday morning where I'll have a little time, usually 15 minutes. I'll look at my schedule. I'll fill out my kind of what, I'm, what I have to do for the week. And that's a way to scheduling, schedule time with yourself. So the first thing is secret number one to get more time back is time blocking, okay? Uh, the second thing is to get more time back is simplifying your EMR documentation. Uh, all of us use EMRs. Uh, and I find that doing templates for everything makes my life much, much easier. So I don't have to type as much. And I have um, numerous templates. I have templates. Any, anytime I type something out, uh, we used to use MediNotes, and then we went over to LightTech MD, and now we're in Athena. And, and basically, the, the templates, which were all in Word, they kind of all transitioned over, and currently we have them in Athena. And then every time I do something new, I'll make a new template for it. And a template is nothing more than a macro. It's a, it's a, it's a written out Word, Word description, and it pops it in the note. And so if I'm having to do things multiple times, I'll use these macros. I'll also use templates. For example, recently we started doing wound care products in the office and you have to have very specific templates, both in your physical exam, but also in the procedure and also in your, in your discussion, kind of one reiterating what the other one says. And I made those, once I made those once, they took me a long time to make, but I can use them forever. And it makes it very easy. It links with the product that I'm dispensing them and everything else like that. And, and all these, if you're interested they are in the 30-day practice blueprint where I have, um, if you go to podiatrypracticemastery.com in that 30-day uh, practice blueprint, they're all there. All my templates that I use. So doing templates makes it a lot easier uh, to simplify your EMR. And the last thing which I'm working on right now is getting a scribe. I have a, uh, one of my friends, uh, Larry. Larry uses a scribe and it's a virtual scribe and he has the special Google glasses and then the scribe listens to everything and is able to do the note accordingly. I'm gonna have a scribe that's in my pocket and then I'll just kind of talk, be a little more verbal, and then they'll be able to document everything. So using a scribe might cost $20 an hour for the scribe. But if you, if you think about it, I, what I think what would be relieving is being able to treat patients and then not really having to do anything. All the documentation is done for me. I'm not doing that yet. Um, I'm, I've tried to figure out a way. And finally, we, I think we've figured out a way that that's going to work for us. So that's the second way to get um, much more time back. And the last uh, tip for getting time back, and I'm guilty of this, I want to be very clear, I'm not the best all the time, but it is uh, leaving the office. So secret number three is leaving the office, meaning when you get done, go home. Because if you stay, your activity is going to fill up uh, to, to do that. You're going to find just busy things. You're going to look at the email again. You're going to look at what other thing, you know, other things like that. You're going to Try to try to do other things to just occupy your time. So maybe I might be done with patients at 4:10, but I might not leave the office till five because I'm just doing busy work. What I would recommend is busy. When I what I consider busy work is finishing notes, um, kind of going over mail that you have in the office. Try to do that in between patients if you can. So what I'll do is I'll push it off, and then the next day in the morning I will kind of finish up those notes when I'm more fresh. I find at the end of the day I'm tired, and I have a hard time doing my notes because my like brain is burnt out and I can't, it takes me a lot longer to do the notes. Whereas if I do it in the morning or between the patients the next day, it, it works a little bit better. And I'll put little notes down in my, in my note. Cause currently I'm doing the notes. I'll put some notes to remind myself. So I don't forget. And I'll do mail, I'll do mail. I'll do other types of things in between. So those are the, the three secrets 
um, of time management to win back. I think by doing those things, you can win back a couple of hours a day. Um, once again, if you have a, a comment on this, please post it underneath here. Uh, any, anything else that works really well for you. Uh, the second thing is, this is more of a mindset uh, mindset topic, is the, the one thing you must do every morning to start uh, with wins in the day. And I'm kind of giving it out, but this is this is a mindset. I'm a big mindset person. Uh, we have to have a, a, a positive mindset. And this is something I learned through Strategic Coach, which I've been in for, for many years. It's going on 10 years now. And one of the things within Strategic Coach is something called a positive focus. And this is even something that I do with my children now. At the end of the day, we are together and I say, what are the three good things that happened? And I'll ask them. So all of us in my family, my kids, me and my wife will all say, what are the three good things? And usually the kids, it's like, you know, I got to eat desserts and I got to go play with my friends or something else like that. But it's it's keeping that positivity. Uh, but what I find is I develop, I determine the night before, or you can do it the same day, what are my three wins? What are the three good things that are going to happen in the day? And this helps my mindset get in the right in the right pattern. There is an app that's called, if you Google, it's called WinStreak, W-I-N-S-T-R-E-A-K. And this can be used, it's a little app. You put out kind of what are the three wins you want for the day? And then what are the three wins you actually had uh, of the day? And this is a good way to kind of work on mindset. And this is going to keep you focused. This this one, one focus here on, on the wins or what's going well can really boost your, your productivity because you don't get stuck in, in a jam or negative thinking. I find negative thinking is one of the main reasons where I go in this downward spiral. Uh, and that might be a patient that was difficult. It might be something I'm worried about. It might be something happening in my personal life. But I find like looking at what, what are the positive things that are going to happen for the day and what are the positive things that have happened in the past, you have to find out what works well uh, for you to, in doing that. Okay. That's the one thing you must do. I recommend doing it every, every morning. And I have uh, something called a, a positive focus. Also, if you look up positive focus and all these things I talk about within that 30 through 30 day blueprint in more depth, but a positive focus is something invented by Dan Sullivan, where I, I write down, um, you know, kind of what the positive, why it was positive and how I can build on that. Like what's next and what's my action plan. And it's, it's good to to focus on what is positive in your life. And this just is a great way for, for mindset. And then finally, what's a three-step process for finding time-sucking activities and free up more time? And this is something I do periodically. And let me explain what happens. All of us in our lives, we, we get used to how we treat patients. We get used to what we're doing in our life. And we're, we, we don't really think about what we're doing. And many of the activities they don't either need to be done by us, they don't need to be done at all, and they're not really kind of guiding us to what we really want to do. So let me give you an example. If my goal within um, you know, my website, which is drpelta.com and podiatry practice mastery, I want to make videos. Let's say I want to make one video a week. Okay. And, and that's my that's my goal. That's what I want to do. I'm much of the time I'm, I'm directed towards lesser, lesser goals or other things because of making it difficult. Um, for example, to, to record a video, I have to determine what I'm going to record. I have to have a process of recording it. I have to have a, a process of using a video. I have a place where I have a good microphone, where I don't have distractions, where I have, a, I have this fake background, but otherwise you would see my office here. So I have this whole process. Then I have someone that says, take the video and they're going to put that video on YouTube. They're going to put it on um, my podcast. They're going to send an email out to my list. So all these things in the beginning, 
I was doing. But over time, I mean, as, you, as you do it longer and longer, you try to figure out, well, what are other things that I can do? So the first part of this process is write down everything that you do during a day. Write down everything that you do. You could be doing notes. It could be writing a blog article. It could be just everything that, that you're doing. You're, and, and just kind of write it down, both personal and professional things that you're doing. And then uh, you have to determine what you want to get rid of. And for us as podiatrists, the, the best way to do that, to get rid of stuff, okay? Let me tell you, it's not delegating. The first thing you want to do is delete stuff. So what are the stuff you just shouldn't be doing or you, you don't want to do? So get rid of those things. If you don't, if it doesn't really spark joy, don't do it. So you can, if you can delete it, delete it. But for, for me, for example, a lot of these things with this video editing stuff, I don't like to do. Uh, so I couldn't really delete it because it kind of needs to get done, video editing and, and putting uploading things. Then you can delegate it. And this is where I found a, a virtual assistant that helps me to do those things. And you just pay, I pay my virtual assistant $20 an hour. And she's able to help me and just do all these things that I can do, but I'm not really good at doing. So you have to find out what is the, the main unique, your unique ability as Dan Sullivan talks about, what's the main thing that you do really, really well. And then what are the other things that you do? Excellent. I want to give you something that's kind of even humbling in, in, my, in my professional career. There, I'm really good at seeing patients. I like to see patients. I like to be in the clinic. Certain surgical things, for example, first MPJ fusions, uh, rear, rear foot reconstructions, these bigger, bigger types of cases, uh, I didn't do a ton of them in, in residency and I don't feel confident in doing them. And I don't like doing them because I'm not the best at doing them. And so once again, I delegate those to another provider that's in our office that's really likes doing them and is very good at doing them. And this has really helped me to, to kind of I get them all teed up using my presentations and things like that. And then I tee them up and give them over and I delegate them. So both within the profession, what you can delegate to other doctors or your other staff to do things as well. For example, putting on uniboots, putting on dressings, other things like that to can free you up or doing your notes, such as using a scribe. Uh, and then uh, part of step two as well, determining what you can automate. There are many ways to automate what we do so it can be done automatically. So for example, uh, if you follow, if there's like LinkedIn, I say only look at LinkedIn um, once a month, but the, my videos automatically go to LinkedIn. There's a way you can automatically send things out to your social media. You can automatically send things out to LinkedIn. You could, for social media and marketing, many of those things can be automated. Um, also, with, within the practice, what are the things that you can kind of make automated uh, within your practice to make it a lot easier? So, for example, I use these things called my patient presentations, and these are uh, uh, Google Slides that I set up, and I, I show them to all of my patients. I basically automate the way that I treat patients based on different conditions, and I use these. And then to even automate it more, I've made videos about these. And then I give these videos out to my patients. So something that I automate, my patient education, there's a website called Patient Education Genius, where I send out all of my patient education information. It's automated. I send it to them. It also automates a way of asking for a review. So it, all these things that I, you have to do manually, it makes it a lot easier if it's automated because it doesn't depend on you. And then uh, also you could defer it to do it later. So many things in our list that then we write things down, you, can, you can't delete it, but you can defer it to do it later. And the best app I know for that is called Follow Up Then. And what I'll do, for example, I, 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 I'm doing an email and I want to make sure someone gets back to me. I send it to them. I put two weeks at followupthen.com and then it'll send it back to me in two weeks to remind me. That's my best way uh, of determining what I want to do. And then the last thing to get rid of time sucking things is to do it now. This is something that I've learned is if something takes me uh, less than five minutes, just doing it now instead of putting it off. 
Uh, for example, if it takes you know two to three minutes to finish a note before going on to the next patient, just finish the note then versus coming back to it. It's going to take more energy. Um, multitasking doesn't work. Doing multiple things at once, therefore um, putting you know doing the note and coming back to the note, it just takes a lot of mental effort. Uh, so if you don't use a scribe, try to finish those notes right with it when the patients are in the room. And that's what I that's what we try to do in the office as much as we can and trying to use templates to make it make it quicker. So those are the that's the three step process to find these time sucking things. Um, if you have any comments, please put them in here uh, underneath uh, this uh, video or audio wherever you're listening to it. I'd love to hear from you. Everything that I talked about, at least most of these things are within the 30 day practice blueprint. If you want to learn more about that, go to podiatrypracticemastery.com. I'm going to put a couple of other um, videos here on the side or other, other resources that you can learn uh, more about these time tips. Hope you guys found this helpful and until next time.